Welcome back, listeners. To continue our efforts to amplify BIPOC, LGBTQ+, and other systemically oppressed voices, I chose a documentary from the mid to late 1980s in the New York City ball culture called Paris is Burning. It is currently available on Netflix to watch and is a fascinating look into the world of Black and Latinx, queer and trans communities. The film explores the AIDS crisis, racism, poverty, violence, and homophobia, while also giving viewers a glimpse into the early world of ball culture with the pageantry and houses that come with it. It was selected in 2016 to the National Film Registry of the Library of Congress for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. That being said, enjoy the show. Previously on Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials. This chapter is Harry Goes School Supply Shopping. Office Depot, Office Max, anytime I walk in there, I get like horny. Like it's Mm -hmm. hot. Do you know what my favorite podcast is? Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials. Oh, my food's here. Oh my God. Did you hear that? Yes, I did. I gotta go. I guess I'll run. I guess I'll start like trying to be a good person because I'm eating so many casseroles up here. I've gained like 20 pounds. We're definitely sure it's pronounced nuts, right? Because I was like, there's no way this woman named a form of her money after balls. Is the leaky cauldron farm to table? So people are just walking into Hogwarts? They don't have to check in, get a, hello, my name is? I don't know what the security protocol is there, Adam. (laughs) Mom was like, what's that place called? The Crock-Pot? I don't think he should be doing that. That seems like a breach of Security. security. Are you telling me that you don't blame 20-year-old Nazis? Because that's what the Death Eaters are supposed to be. There might be some big changes coming up for this podcast. We're talking about puberty. You're in the house of bitch, right? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, a show where we delve week by week into each chapter of the Harry Potter series. All right, Allie. Hi, baby. (laughs) How are you? Good. (laughs) I'm so good. How are you? Good. Good. This chapter was so good. This is, what is it? Chapter six? Um, The journey from platform nine and three quarters. And I... I have to say that the name of the chapter is also kind of the summary. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So Joe in this did... chapter, I, I'm going to do your part of your like little summary for you. Because in this chapter, we meet some major players. We meet Ron. Yeah, the, the candy Ryan. cart lady, the candy <laughs> trolley lady. Yeah, but anything off the trolley. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we meet Ron and Hermione, and there's something about the the dynamic of like a trio that really excites a three, me. A threesome, a menage a trois. Yes, <laughs> I think that's really interesting. Um, <laughs> so I think we should bring bring another in. I think we. I don't think we can fully discuss the golden the series, trio. The golden trio mm-hmm. without being a a golden trio. We all have blonde hair. <laughs> Do you agree? <laughs> yes, but I I want to. Well, make no, I know you don't that... agree because you could just discuss this all on your own and you'd be fine. But <laughs> yes, but I want to say that I think what I would have have loved instead of it being two men and one woman, I would have loved more for it to have been two women and one man. 
That sounds hard. Do you see what I'm getting at? <laughs> yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? And what if one was, what if the guy was gay? See? Wow. We're so getting I thought, closer. I thought we could ask someone to join our podcast who knows a little bit more than I do and a little bit less than you do about Harry <laughs> Potter. And that's our very good friend, Ariana, Ari Lee. <laughs> no, we can say Ariana. <laughs> ah, hello. Thank you for Hi. welcoming me into your now golden trio. Yeah. I so have to say, it. I really loved watching you trying not to to reveal yourself. <laughs> well, because everything you guys were saying was making me giggle, but I was like... should have just <laughs> muted you. <laughs> I could have muted myself. I actually thought about that halfway through, but it was fine. But we made it's a promise fun. to never mute each other. Well, I didn't. Um. <laughs> well, I did it. I did it anyway. But um, yes, I go by Ari. Hi, Ari. Hi. I go by Ari because I think actually it was in sixth grade, which is when I met Allie, that you guys started calling me Ari. That was when I started going by Ari instead of Ariana. But when Adam and I met, I did go by Ariana at that point, which now I kind of go by both. So Well, no, because there was, when I first met you, you went by Lady Macbeth, which I thought was really <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> Yes, me fourth grade. I demanded everyone call me Lady Macbeth. <laughs> Can you imagine what an eccentric fourth grader I would have been? Um, would I did have been Lady in college, but not in fourth grade. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, so we already talked about our sordid stories with the Harry Potter franchise. Oh, speak yes. for yourself. <sighs> but what? What's yours? Okay, then what's your? No, I don't care. We don't care about ours. I want to hear yours. I want to hear your background with Harry Potter. Oh, okay. I see. Um, Well, I started reading Harry Potter. I mean, I'm sure we were were all around the same age um, with my mom. My mom brought it home and was like, this is the book everyone's talking about right now. So we should read it. I hear that in your mother's voice perfectly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I think I was, could were we in like first grade? I don't remember exactly the year, like how old I was exactly. That feels right. I feel like when I was in, I remember having a teacher in third grade, right before I switched to Kennedy, where I met Adam and she was obsessed with Harry Potter. And I believe the fourth book came out then like that year. Does that sound right? I would have to look up the exact dates. But I I know that I had gotten Harry Potter about a year before the first movie came out, and the first movie came out in our fourth. Oh, grade. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So I think I got it in like two thousand. Okay, that would make sense. Yeah, so I got it around when you know pr- I think it was pretty pretty um, long before the movies came out that we mm-hmm. had been avidly reading them as a family, and. <laughs> sorry to be a downer, but then my parents got divorced when I was nine. And so then I would read the books with my mom and then go to the movies with my dad, like go mm-hmm. to the movie premieres all dressed up. <clears throat> Which is funny because your dad's a writer. So you would think it would be reversed. Yeah. I mean, we definitely talked about the books, but even like, I remember that was a, a constant cause my mom was the one that always read them to us. Mm. Um, 
pretty consistently. Oh, she read them like to you? Yeah, like out loud. That's so cute. That's so cute. So my mom would read the books out loud to me and Melinda. Um, And then, you know, obviously as like I got older, then I would start to read them myself. And I was actually in London when Half-Blood Prince was released. So I have a English copy of Mm. of Half-Blood Prince. That's cool. But um, so that was my, I guess my history with the books, um, the movies we'd go to, you know, we'd dress up in full Hogwarts robes, go to all the premieres and stuff like that. I remember like obviously being a big Harry Potter fan, but there was definitely like a solid, I got re-obsessed with the books during, I think seventh grade at LaSalle. Like I like all my um, bedding and everything. Allie remembers this because this is in our Andy and Piper video. Mm -hmm. I had like the Harry Potter bedspread harry potter photos all around the walls and and some lord of the rings photos all over the walls out of those harry potter magazines i think that you guys both talked about yeah we all somehow we all had those i my mom still has the like all of my i got one for like almost every movie when i was really when i was younger really little and she still has them somewhere but like my dad would get the big giant movie posters you know that were like as tall as i was at that age to put up on the walls and stuff like that um and then i switched instead of having the actual like posters from the movies i would change my i changed it to uh like gryffindor colors so it was like the Gryffindor bedspread Gryffindor curtains like stuff like that everything was maroon and gold and stuff like that um so that was my history with Harry Potter went to all the premieres and midnight showings and all that fun stuff um and then the last movie I literally cried from when the WB was on the screen till the end like I was crying throughout the entire never stopped crying and actually, Allie, you went to go see it with someone else, I think, but I got the, ready at your house. Do you remember? Yeah, that? the final, so the final one, um, because there I, were so many showings that were like midnight, midnight, oh one, midnight, oh two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so the, uh, my brother and I always went and saw the movies together and, um, my oh, yeah. okay. grandpa passed away right when it came out. And so I had, uh, my brother had gone to New York for the funeral and I was in South Bend for one more night. Mm. Um, and then I, I went out there to meet up with them. And so I didn't, I waited to see it so I could see it with him, which was why I didn't go with you. Because remember okay. that was when we were doing makeup for cats. Try to remember what other Harry Potter stuff to mention. Well, you were famously in one of the Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my God. No, yes, this needs to be mentioned. Famously Ari. (laughs) Listeners, this is real. Famously Ari um, um, was in the background of a great (laughs) hall scene in um, Chamber of Secrets. Oh my God. Um, I thought it was Prisoner of Azkaban. No, she told all of them. Sorry, she told me it was Chamber of Secrets and also notoriously young Ari was a liar. I, to this day, like I'll tell people the story a lot because I just think it's so weird and funny, but also at the same time, I like really genuinely don't 
know why. I think I just want, I wanted people to think I was like cool and interesting. It was like the dumb kid thing you do. But like my way of doing that was lying to people and telling them that I was in the Harry Potter movies, like specifically, yes, Chamber of Secrets. Like I was like, oh yeah, we went to England and I was in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They got a a Hoosier from Indiana Mm -hmm. to be an extra in Chamber of Secrets. Chris Columbus said, you know what'll make this really authentic? Ari and uh, Julianne Huff. (laughs) (laughs) I should have said I was Julianne Huff. Because you know what? She was a blonde, blue-eyed little girl. I should have just been like, that's me. But, um, But my favorite part about that story, though, is that Adam also wanting to be included after Chamber of Secrets told me that he saw me. Yeah, <laughs> true. I was like, I was like, oh, I guess that blonde girl, like from a large crowd be her. is her. So I was like, sure. I mean, I believe be it. Honest, I could have probably just said like, I was an extra in the Harry Potter movie. And like, I mean, people would have been like, why were you there when you live in Indiana? But it's like, I guess no one could technically be like, no, you weren't. Yeah, there's no credits for extras. Yeah, Unless you upload to IMDb Pro and then you add yourself to a film. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Student number 88. (laughs) But also, I don't even know if you guys ever knew this, but there was one time that I went to the St. Mary's Fine Arts Camp, which I went to many times. So I don't know why like one year I decided to make this up. But one time I went to, when I was at the camp, I told people that Emma Watson was my cousin. Like, I don't know why. Like, I, guys, I don't know why. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I still to this day, like, I'm like, I couldn't lie and say like, I lived in a mansion. Like it was just, that's how bad I wanted to be a part of the wizarding world. We'll end it there. Great. Moving along, moving, moving right along. on forward. <laughs> Allie, you have to take us through the chapter. Adam, this was probably a, a an intensive chapter for you too, huh? Yes, it was. My yeah. God, I was like, "Yay, this is I'm I'm gonna have an easy chapter." No. Yeah. So, um, as I as I said, I don't know if it will be cut, so I'll say it again. The name of the chapter, the journey from platform nine and three quarters, is essentially the summary of the chapter. Joe kind of did my work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so this chapter is really about Harry um, finding the Hogwarts Express and then riding it to Hogwarts. So all of these all of these chapters could have been like children book titles like Harry rides a train. Yes. Harry goes to school. <laughs> yes. Harry rides a choo-choo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Harry goes to class. <laughs> Harry celebrates Halloween. Harry dies. <laughs> Harry meets <laughs> terrible. Um, Harry lives. So- <laughs> um so he has gone to Diagon Alley and he's back at home with his uncle and his aunt and his cousin. And this, this chapter, these two pages or one page, really the only time in the entire series that Harry is excited about his textbooks. (laughs) He will never read his textbooks with that kind of joy and wonder again. He loses it. It loses its splendor so quickly (laughs) Um, so he, he names his owl Hedwig. 
she was bringing dead mice into his room. I had that same reaction where I was like, and this is normal for him? How? Like, he doesn't think that's kind of gross? Well, also, how, I, do, I thought owls just, like, eat, do they, like, only eat part of it? And then, like, you know what I mean? I thought they, like, swallow, I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, you're thinking of, like, owl pellets or stuff like that. I guess. It was disgusting. It's it's a disgusting thing to think about. Well, it's funny because she probably was bringing, if she's bringing dead mice back, it's like she's bringing them to, like, feed them to Harry. (laughs) <laughs> like that's what that means. Like, you're not, honey, you're not eating enough. I'm worried about you. Yeah, it's like if a cat brings home a dead thing for its human, it's because it think it thinks the human isn't good at hunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, and so i i want I want to really take Hagrid to task again here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's I go. Just, I really want hate mail sent to me. Um, <laughs> you're and, not wrong though. Like. So Harry's at home for a month before he goes to to take the train to Hogwarts. In that time, it never came up to Hagrid that like, oh, I forgot to tell him how to get onto the platform. I just feel like there are other Muggleborns that come to Hogwarts and would have to be told how to get onto the platform that like, is there not a checklist that they can use to be like, all right, tell him they're a wizard. Right. Tell him where to go for school supplies. Tell him how to get, like... Is there, like, this is the thing. Is it, like, muggles get, like, a muggle brochure as well to be, like, a a guide to the wizarding world? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Harry's technically a pureblood. They're like, he knows. Yeah. It's fine. They were like, and (laughs) and I'm like, did no one... You can't tell me that uh, McGonagall didn't go up to Hagrid and say, like, did is everything okay? Did you do everything you needed to do? I'm really irate about this. No, he wouldn't. He, he wouldn't have ever known because Harry got there. <laughs> he showed up, so he would have never even realized that he didn't do that stuff because he was drunk when it was when he was with, at Diagon Alley. And here's something I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Hagrid um, maybe wasn't only expelled because of Aragog. Maybe I'm gonna say that. <laughs> maybe it was also he was a ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe (laughs) I'm wondering if no other student has or students parents I guess I should say rather have avoided the letter like that like there has to have been some other muggle-born Hogwarts student whose parents were like no no you're not going well, I think typically somebody from Hogwarts comes to them to talk to them about it. Like when Dumbledore went to Not to Tom get too Riddle. far ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I think somebody goes to them and talks to them. Yeah. But it specifically had to be Hagrid for Wait, Harry. Dumbledore does what? In See? book six. <laughs> oh, this is he my, this goes is... <laughs> he goes to Tom Riddle's orphanage and is like, Tom, guess what, baby boy? Oh, when he wears that like polka dot scarf or yeah. whatever. Yes, honey. Yes. Yeah. Somebody just posted that and then like how in Fantastic Beasts it's 11 years before and he he's Jude Law. Yes. And they were like, yes. wow, he's really aged a lot in 11 years. <laughs> he must have <laughs> also wow, gone really through hard. quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. that that the, This is the other part of the podcast that's my favorite part right now though is when Allie will say, like from the uh, episodes I've listened to so far of you guys, where Ad, Allie will say something. Adam will be like, wait, what? 
It's made me laugh so much. And I just love that you're still trying to figure out what the diadem is. Um, so the day is before... Is that what Ron is wearing around... Is that what Ron makes Ron mad? No. Is that the ring? No. The rules them all. Oh my gosh, Adam. I I, you're going to make... I, I, like, we need to take 10 seconds That's, here for okay. to, to just breathe. Sorry. Okay? Because I'm livid. So it's the day, it's the day before Harry needs to get on the Hogwarts Express. Okay. It's August 31st. Harry's like, maybe I should ask Uncle Vernon if he can take me to London tomorrow. (laughs) This is what I love about this is that this is like peak Harry is waiting until the last minute and being like, oh yeah, maybe I should. This is something that will recur over and over again in the books. True. And I and I love that. I love that so much. I love it um, and hate it because I'm like, you really got to be better about this. If there's someone who needs to kill you this bad and you know that they're out to get you, like you really got to think two steps ahead, bud. That's what Hermione's for. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Vernon mentioned that they're going to London anyways because they need to remove Dudley's tail. Oh, Yeah. That was what, for some reason, I forgot to write that down on here, but like that didn't <laughs> cause any like light bulbs for anyone when they take him to the hospital and they're like, hey, he has a pigtail now. Mm-hmm. Like no one at the hospital is like, how'd that happen? So Harry arrives at King's Cross and he realizes, oh my gosh, I platform nine and three quarters doesn't seem like a normal thing. And so Uncle Vernon leaves him to fend for himself. And just the luckiest of circumstances, Harry overhears someone say muggles. And he realizes, oh my God, they might know how to help me. And who says it, but none other than Molly Weasley. Hey girl. Who I couldn't even name in my checklist yet. I just had to write Mrs. Weasley. Yeah. Because she doesn't have a name yet. Well, yeah, we can't name our we can't name our female characters, Joe. <laughs> Joe, Joe. Um, I will say this is a really frustrating chapter for me to read because um, there's things that happen in it or things that they talk about in it that, like, knowing what I know about the series later on, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. So, for instance, when she says, "What platform is it? What's the platform number?" Why would she ask that? Who says that? Molly asked Ginny that. Mrs. I just Weasley. realized that. Yeah, that's weird. She oh. says, now, what's the platform number, said the boy's mother? Nine and three quarters, piped a small girl. Is she drunk too? Yeah, no, that's She a does point. have seven children. <laughs> Who could blame her? <laughs> Not me. Actually, before we move forward to the guard... That Harry goes up and yeah. talks to you. Why did it not yeah. come up? Why is the guard not like, hey, you're 11 and you're here by yourself. Like, are you okay? Like, he's an 11-year-old boy with a whole thing of luggage by himself. And an owl. Yeah. It's like, the whole thing would look weird. I feel like the guard isn't really doing a good job if he's not at least like, did you lose your parents or your guardian? You doing okay? 
This he is just 1991, clocks in and though, clocks out and collects his checks. Yeah, he's there to do his <laughs> Clearly. job. Clearly. <sighs> I do, I do want to say something about the way that Ron is described. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. hands too. too. Ooh, big <laughs> hands, big feet, big shoes. What is go? What <laughs> big what? gloves? What? I did. I did forget he was tall. I like forgot that was like a thing, mm-hmm. a descriptor of him. Yeah, so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I was Ron. <laughs> Here's something that I will never understand. That again, I'm really angry about, and every time I read it, I'm really angry about it. Why the fuck would you run at a wall if you're nervous? I do not understand that advice. If you're nervous because you have to run through a wall to get to the other side, why would you run at it? How would that help you? I always thought it was like like um like when they say like don't be scared of dogs cuz they'll sense you're frightened. Like I always felt like the wall would like know if you were scared so it wouldn't let you through. Yeah, I for some wall. reason Yes, but but if a if like let's say a muggle was like I feel like if a muggle sees it and is like it's a wall, I'm going to naturally lean against it. There would have to be some magic that if they leaned against it they're not going to like fall through it. Do you know what I mean? There has to be some kind of magical protection to make sure that like people don't accidentally I, end up at the Hogwarts Express. I know it's just infuriating. <laughs> Yeah, they never said anything like that. Like, no one's ever like, if you don't run fast enough, you won't get through or anything like that. But I did always kind of think that as well for some weird reason. But in later books, they just like, they're like, I'm just going to like casually lean up against it and fall through, you know. That's a good point too. I don't love it. Hmm. (laughs) I don't love it. I don't love it. Um, I, I wrote that say, there's a real lack of security at the platform. This is a pre 9-11 world. I'll tell you what. Oh, yeah, true. That's what I wrote. I was like, well, just th- anybody can just walk up and throw stuff onto the train. Nobody's... Ch- who's checking these tickets? Who? Who? Have you ever ridden a train? <laughs> yes. They don't check the tickets until you're on board. I know, I but I can't... This is a magical train. <laughs> Somebody should be checking in general. Especially because they're all going to a kid's school. Something that I do love about this chapter is just, well, I guess about the entire series is that this it's just this world that's so magical and there's so many things that are beyond imagination, but at its core is something that's so human and making friends with somebody on your first day of school when you don't know anybody else. And that, that human connection and that bond is what kind of carries the rest of the series. And I just love that she does that, that in a, in a world where there's so much that's, you know, fantastical and, and, and magical, it's like the root of it is very human and real and, and yeah. I love that. So I um, think that's really special. Like when I went to college, I, Ali and I, or, or I'm sorry, Ari and I, freshman year of college, went to places that literally no one else we knew were going yeah. to. And I intentionally, yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. And um, I remember, like, before that, it would have been like first grade. No, I guess maybe fourth grade would have been the time where I, like, you didn't did have it. anyone from Eggleston? Right. Kennedy? No. It was mm-hmm. just, it was just um, me. But 
then you're so young that it like who cares but like being like that sense of like it's like when you start a new job too and you don't know anyone and you're just like hello like I get so quiet which is so weird um and I've (laughs) moved around a couple times in my job at Disney and every time I do I always like train really quiet and they always think I'm like this quiet person and then like a week later I'm like yes god oh And they regret everything. And they regret me transferring there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Can we send him back, please? We're good. But I, I, it is like crazy. I mean, when he gets left and then the Dursleys leave, like I, he's so, I mean, this is so stupid. It's so corny. He is so brave to like still go. He has no idea what he is going to, where he's, he is, it's like his second time in London. And yet he's like, I'm doing this. I'm an 11 year old. Like, that's insane. There was a line in this chapter where he talks about it. There's a, or well, just a good line that she had where he, it's like his thought process. Okay. <laughs> it's the line. Uh, Harry felt a great leap of excitement. He didn't know what he was going to, but it had to be better than what he was leaving behind. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's why, that's why he's just like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll go figure, you know, ask that random woman and her kids like where I'm going or what I need to do. Cause he's just like, all right, well, wherever I'm going, it's gotta be better than this. And going back to what Allie was saying about just that lovely, like very human moment of them, you know, making their first friend on their way to Hogwarts. I love that Ron is like, like Harry understands Ron and kind of his concerns because Harry was that kid at his old school. You know what I mean? Like when Ron starts to say they couldn't afford a wand or an owl, an owl. He's like, Mm -hmm. we couldn't afford an owl. And then Harry's like, Harry didn't think there was anything wrong with not being able to afford an owl. And it's just like, (laughs) like, of course they're going to be like BFFs because Harry's like, it just totally knows what it feels like to have been in that position, you know? Their friendship is like so pure right off the mm-hmm. bat. Yes. Mm-hmm. So sweet. So good. Mm-hmm. Can I ask Except a question? Oh. Harry is not a real homie because he did not tell Ron he still had that black shit on his nose. And I'm still <laughs> mad about it because a real homie would tell you. They're boys. Yeah, they're boys. You still would tell you Harry have some has shit on Harry your has nose. those bangs. What's Ron gonna do? Be like your hair's fucked up. <laughs> and how okay. how does everyone know that Harry has a scar? Is that common knowledge? Like Why would that be unusual. common knowledge? Because well, it was like the un- that's true. I mean, who else saw him besides? Ha- oh well, wait. Now we know it was Hagrid that got him. So Hagrid probably told everyone. Spilled the beans. Yep, blabbed to everyone. When he was out drinking. When he was out drinking, <laughs> yes. the regular, drunkard he is. A regular at Crock-Pot. At he Crock-Pot. Was there. The Crock-Pot. <laughs> Guys, I love Ron so much. I love Ron's Ron so much. Ron's a great character. Much. And I, so he, sa- he says, you know, I, even if I do anything amazing, it won't matter because all of my brothers have already done it. Did he not show them? Oh yeah, with like helping destroy Voldemort and everything. I think why what does Ron do? Um he he actually goes on to become um a figure skater. Oh, <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Ron, Ron Ripon. Oh. Yes. Exactly. Ron Ripon. exactly. <laughs> um 
I think when you think about like, uh, like kids who like, um, leave high school and then they're like, they want to come back to their reunion and be like, I'm going to show them. That's what Ron did to his family. Um, another one of the things, how I said in this chapter, there's, there, there's things that are said that when you know the whole series, you're like, what, how does Ron have Charlie's old wand? Oh yeah. Where, what wand does Charlie have now? And where did he get this wand from? I just, none of it makes sense to me. Like, well, that's like, sorry to interrupt you. In one of the books, Neville has his dad's dad's wand. wand. Yeah. So I'm like, really? Is that a normal thing to do? I guess like because they're blood, maybe it still like kind of works. Maybe. Yeah, I I guess I just don't know. There's never really anything like I could see maybe there being like an heirloom aspect to it because like the Elder Wand, you know, yeah. like um, they don't don't they say like you can still use other people's wands? It just might you, not be you, as effective. Yes, yeah. yes, but it just makes me wonder. Number one, where did Charlie get this wand to begin with? Number two, did they buy him a new wand and give the old one to run? Number three, why is it so beat up? Yeah. Well, it's Charlie. Maybe a dragon bit it. Number four, why aren't wands reinforced with like titanium? The number of (laughs) wands that are snapped in half in this this series makes me wonder why something that is so important. Yeah, where's the mahogany wands that'll never break? Something that is so important to the abilities of a wizard is something that is so fragile Mm -hmm. that it's like not even uncommon for it to break in half. It's a beautiful metaphor though, Allie. Okay. It's reflective okay. of our, men- our, our mental practical. faculty. No, it's not. Um, no, that's interesting. Can I say something too that I think is funny that Ron says? I think less Ron says, but J.K. Rowling decides that the most like muggle thing a person can do is be an accountant. <laughs> I know. I, I thought that too. Yeah. He's like, we don't talk about him much too. And you know what? I have a feeling that if that, if that's like bizarre, then I feel like there's probably a lot of like financial irresponsibility in the wizarding world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did want to say one okay. thing about Fred and George though. Mm-hmm. I feel like you don't get a sense of how funny Fred and George are if you don't read the books. Like they're yes. fine in the movies, but yes. oh my God, it's like anytime Fred and George just have a quick exchange, mm-hmm. I always was like, yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> the, even that exchange when they're, after they help him like get his trunk on the train and then yes. they're like bantering with their mother is and so Percy. Funny. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You definitely don't get enough Percy in the movies. Oh my gosh. And I, I think also you love, do. I also <laughs> I had my fill of Percy. I got it. I got what you're doing. <laughs> it would always make me so upset when they started making um, Harry Potter merchandise, and like you'd always have like Harry stuff, Hermione stuff, but they'd never have Ron things. Yeah, they really kind of. I, I we'll we'll talk more about it when we get to the movies, but their, their yeah. characterization of Ron was not fair. Yeah, which is funny I because agree. honestly, Harry is white bread toast. Like he is so bland mm-hmm. as a main character. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's no, like the is. classic trope in like high fantasy is that your main character is like. Like Frodo Vanilla. is not exciting at all. Oh, yeah, like, Frodo, Frodo couldn't be more boring if he tried. <laughs> right. So they're they're riding on the train, and um, 
Malfoy comes in. I would love an origin story about Crab and Goyle. Where did they come from? I would not. <laughs> I what, what's going Goyle. on with them? What, what do they get first names? They do. It's Vincent Crab and yeah. Gregory. Oh, Goyle. yes, that's yeah. right. So okay, they, yes. they do get first names, but there's like all we know is that they're big and stupid. Yeah. There's really like there's nothing. And to be honest, they're I'm not gonna say they're like important characters, but I feel like they're in the books enough to have oh, yeah. more characters. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. she's like, nope, they're not worth your time. He's they're garbage and you know, whatever. Um, I do think it's interesting that Malfoy wants to be friends with Harry because I think it shows how opportunistic the Malfoys are because there is, is a belief that like maybe Harry is a really powerful dark wizard and like they're not necessarily, like they're attracted to power. Yes. It doesn't really matter how they get, they just want the power. And so I yeah. think, I think that's an interesting reflection of how that's going to to poke through in the series is that like he he was looking for that friendship for the, the yeah. power and and the yeah. benefits he could get out of it mm-hmm. but i do love that harry is such a good character that he's like mm, thanks bye yeah I, this is another one that, like, I'm t- more familiar with the movie than the book. And I was like, oh, this does happen on the train. And they yeah. do, like, get in a fight. Like, it's not like it's, he just scowls and walks away. Like, they almost, yeah. like, they, like, fight. It's crazy. Yeah. Can I read my little thing? Yeah. Yeah. About Harry's so, line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought it's it's so sweet. Um, And I don't feel like we get... Room. I don't, I don't think we get that sweetness that often in these books, so... Go on, have a pasty, said Harry, who had never had anything to share before or indeed anyone to share it with. It was a nice feeling sitting there with Ron, eating their way through all Harry's pasties, cakes and candies. The sandwiches lay forgotten. The like, it was a nice feeling is so charming. because How many nice feelings has this child had in his life? I mean, that's how I feel way back when he gets that, like, what is it, a lemon pop? And he's like, and it was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my at God, this kid. Yeah, at the zoo. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you, do you want to know anything about these people in these chocolate cart, chocolate frogs? Not oh. really. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I do love that, like, I, I'll, like, talk about certain things in the chapter in depth and then, like, really important things like Hermione and Neville. I'm like, eh. Well, no, no, you because we'll, we'll get, get to them back in. Yeah. Well, it is funny she because she's not like uh, she's not really she's, their friend until like four she's more. She's annoying chapters. as hell in this chapter. Yeah, I mean the next few chapters, she's like not. She's they are like annoyed by her all the time. As a kid, I loved the bossy, sassy female characters. Mm-hmm. Like an Annie, I loved Pepper, who was like the bully. <laughs> She was like the mm-hmm. mean one. Mm-hmm. I loved Pepper. Um, if anyone here watched Lamb Before Time, those movies with the dinosaurs, well, there's a triceratops named Sarah who's also like kind of she's like grumpy. All Angelica the time. from Rugrats. How? But she's quaint. sassy. Yes, Angelica. Like those characters, I liked. So I loved Hermione right away. How I loved quaint her. to name a dinosaur Sarah. <laughs> triceratops. <laughs> Oh, I, the only thing I wrote about Hermione, um, is honestly, first of all, I mostly just rely on Allie to like take notes and then I just bounce off of what she says. (laughs) So thank you. Um, is that I think it's so funny that Hermione comes back and she's like, I went and spoke to the conductor. (laughs) 
She spoke to the manager and <laughs> what I really wish we could get more of Hermione's parents. Cause I'm like, where yes. did she get this from? Like, I know, I know they're dentists, yeah. but that's about yeah. it. That's all we get really. It is. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I also was going to ask what did you guys, how did you think Hermione's name was pronounced? I didn't. Hermione. Yeah. I think we said Hermione or Hermione. I- I I don't know and see I remember so many things about about reading these books but I don't remember how I said the word in my head. Mm, yeah, we said Hermione. Other or, than or maybe wait, I just skipped Hermione. over it. Hermione or Hermione? We said it was one or the other. I said her. I think I like out loud said Hermione. Yeah. Well, because no one knew. I mean, in America, no one knew because it's not yeah. a common name here. And then there's um, Hermione Gingold was an actress, and she's in... Uh, Who doesn't know Hermione Gingold? She, no, she was in um, The Music Man. She plays um, Eulalia McEachney Shen. Do you know oh, what I was referencing what? just then? What? What did you say? Who doesn't know Hermione Gingold? No. It's from Shit Liza Says? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who doesn't know <laughs> Hermione Gingold? There was a Hermione. I don't know what character it was but there was uh one of the actresses in the original mary poppins film was her name was hermione because i remember watching mary poppins and being like oh, hermione, hermione hermione badly badly i think i would not know <laughs> Is, do you I, know who now, it would have been like now one I, of the maids? uh the uh the ellen oh okay the generous Yes. Yes. You know when Ellen DeGeneres um, <laughs> was, was in, in Mary Poppins? <laughs> um, one of my favorite things about Hermione coming in is that she just talks, mm-hmm. like, for an entire paragraph. And then, like, it says afterwards, it's like, she said all this very fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just, like, it. And then mm-hmm. both of them are just like, <laughs> like... All right, cool. Yeah, I'm like, you've never heard a girl just, like, talk at you a lot? Really? All right. I guess they are 11 though that's the age where it's like boys and girls don't really hang out as much yet i love right away in book one jk rowling has talks about harry having the thought that he starts to get a prickle of fear every time someone says you know who and he wishes that he could just say voldemort mm-hmm. like i love that that he's 11 and he's already like this Why is dumb. Saying, yeah, it's like, well, now I am getting all like anxious and stuff because you guys are just making all this fuss. Over You're making it bigger than it is. Yeah. Yes. Fear of the name only increases fear of the thing itself. Yes, exactly. It's just like, exactly. So anyway, so they get to Hogwarts. So uh, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for us to, to enter the castle. I get, uh, 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 oh my God. I wanted to keep reading. I was like, Ugh! yeah. 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 It's so good. Especially because I love the sorting ceremony. I love the sorting hat song. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love them getting the food. I mm-hmm. love like all of the magicalness of yes. Hogwarts like tradition. Oh, it's so good. Um, great. So this is very Ooh. exciting. We're about to head into Hogwarts. Um, thank you, Allie. Thank you, Ari. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Um, you can Find us on two platforms now. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter at HP Anxious and on Instagram at H- HP Anxious. Um, 
And you can please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. If you Stitcher. don't give us five stars, Crucio. Wait, be- sorry, before we end real quick, was it strange to you guys being American that they went by last names? Like, I remember it, was, it took me It a while. was strange being American. Yes, it was. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, end sentence there. <laughs> um, no, it, yeah, it was weird because that's, it's a very... We don't do that. It's a very, like, I do think some Americans do it, but I think it's, like, old money New England people. Gatsby! Gatsby. Oh, God, I love that book. Hi, Gatsby. Gatsby. I don't think I've read that book. I've only seen the movie. Oh, I hate Bob. People, people always call me by my last name. Clooney. <laughs> All right. Now let me finish. <clears throat> <clears throat> and as always, Knox. Network. Find us on Instagram at Not A Bit Network for our other shows.